It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is a nearly 100% Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? I can't hear out of my right ear, and I still have all kinds of gross, nasty sinus issues going on. But I am here. I am. Uh, I, I taped myself up. Uh, I, I rubbed some dirt on it, and uh, and and I'm I'm here, lining up, ready to uh, to to take it to for the team. This is your Michael Jordan. This flu is my podcast, Michael Jordan right? flu game. Yes, this is it. I hope I hope it's as epic. Uh, I will be your Scotty Pippen, and I will carry you throughout the podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. All right, let's do some Twitter questions. This one comes from Nathan Jones. He says, Marr was the 25th ranked kicker considering field goal percentage last year. Do you think the Cowboys might go out and grab a Robbie Gold, Jason Myers, or a Matt Bryant this offseason? So basically, do you think the Cowboys will look to upgrade the, the place kicker position? Maybe, but at the same time, like, I, 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 it's tough to say. I'm sure that they will certainly bring in another guy for some, some sort of competition. Um you know, I, I think that they clearly liked parts of Mar's game. You know, not so much necessarily the kicking, but the mentality part of it, which is a huge part of the kicking game for them. Um, I, you know, I, I also am one of those people that feels like young kick, younger kickers can get better. I mean, he's not super young, but I think, you know, it's his first time kind of kicking in the NFL and he can improve. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I mean, I'm sure competition will definitely be brought in. Um, I, it, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be telling to see what level of competition gets brought in. And I think if, the, if they bring in a guy like uh, the, the the guys that they just that, that this person just mentioned, uh, I, like a Robbie yeah, Gold, like, Matt yeah, Bryant, a veteran, kicker. a veteran guy like that, I think that you're you're you know that they're looking actively looking to replace him. Uh, otherwise, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in somebody just to kind of keep him, you know, just to keep the competition going, and and with the idea that you know Mar is going to win this and and take the job. I struggle with the kicker because they, there's a couple of different things that go beyond just making and missing field goals. We know uh, that the Cowboys value a kicker that can kick the ball through the back of the end zone on kickoffs. They don't even want to mess with. Uh, these guys that are, are struggling on on the kickoff, and that's why I don't think like Matt Bryant's an issue because he just doesn't have the leg anymore yeah. to do that. And that's something to remember uh, too, and, uh, right? And I think that's why I think they're gonna will, they're gonna go with Brett Maher one more year. They'll bring in probably an, an undrafted rookie guy to to bring him through camp and you know see see what he can do. Maybe even like what they did last year with Maher and just provide some competition or an emergency case. Uh, I don't see them. I don't see them moving on 
uh, from Mar next year. All right, this comes. This question comes from John. Is there a free agent defensive tackle you think the Cowboys could make a run at? Uh, we talked about Grady Jarrett on this podcast before. Uh, it sounds like Gerald McCoy isn't going to be released. Is there a guy that you can been kind of keeping your eye on that you think would make some sense in Dallas? Well, I mean, I think you know Jarrett was obviously the the high end priced one, uh, and then the, there was obviously talk about. Um, uh, uh, what's his name from uh, uh, Tampa Bay? That uh, was the older McCoy. McCoy. Yep. Yeah, but it sounds like he also may um, end up not making it to. The, you know, I, I read somewhere that they said that they are looking to try to bring him back at a reasonable deal. So we'll mm. see if that actually happens or not. Um, you know, I, I'm. I think we had discussed. You know some of these people like uh, Henry Anderson from from the the Jets, uh, formerly the Colts. Yeah, yep. that one, that one makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Marcus. I'll give you Marcus Hunt was the name that we talked about though. I think he's now that I'm remembering, isn't he older? He is older. I think he's almost in his thirties. The the guy that I think makes some sense. Uh, he played well at Oakland last year. Is Jonathan Hankins? If you're looking for another one technique that uh, has some skins on the wall, I think Hankins makes sense if you get him on a cheap contract. I think, I think Oakland signed him last year on a one-year, two million dollar deal. I think that something like that could make sense. But haven't they made that clear that they don't like him? Like, I mean, they had every opportunity to, re- to sign him last year and they didn't. You know, so but, or was it that he just wasn't healthy? Because I kind of don't remember. Mm. That's a good point. I don't remember that either. So maybe maybe that could have played into it. But it felt like they had a lot of opportunities to sign him and then didn't. But you're right. It could have very well be uh, injury-based. Uh, you know, another game name that I would throw in there just because I, I like this name and I, I don't – I mean, to me, he seems like a good fit would be uh, uh, Benny Logan. You know, I think – Yeah, I like, he, Logan, I like yep. Logan a lot. And I think as a, as a guy who could definitely give you some solid – you know, one technique snaps and, you know, possibly give you some three technique to stuff too. Uh, you know, I like, I like him as well. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's guys out there. It's just about how much they fit. And I don't, you know, I think that's the question is, are they looking to kind of go that route in the, uh, in the defense, in the defensive tackle realm in the free agency, or are they trying to get that guy more in, uh, you know, more in the realm of of free of uh, draft and, and you know undrafted free agency you know because they clearly have have got like kind of an idea that they don't necessarily love to overspend for that position i think they like right. woods you know i think they'll probably bring him back the, the question really becomes like when they're talking about these guys is is it an improvement on what you've got already and if it's not an, a significant improvement and it's not you know a, at a good deal then what? Then what are we doing? Like, because I think that you know they can probably sign somebody who is equivalent to what they. I think they like the young players that they have at the position. You know, like I think that they like the uh, Dante D- Dayton Jones who uh, was on IR, and I think he's coming back. They like Woods. They you know they like Ross. So I, I think it's going to have to be someone that is. Uh, an upgrade at the position, and then that person is also going to have to manage to fit through the kind of loophole of being an upgrade at the position, but also being relatively cheap. Because I don't know that they're going to want to spend big money on a defensive tackle unless it's a big name guy, and I don't know that that guy necessarily exists. I don't know if he's in this. I, I don't, yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't know if he's class. in free agency. Yeah. Um, all right, our next question comes from Zach. Is there a place on this roster for a big body slot receiver? 
Uh, today, before we jump on the podcast, uh, Stephen Jones basically made it clear that the Cowboys want Alan Hearns back. He's under contract, and they assume that he's going to be ready for training camp. But assuming you know Hearns is out of the equation, do they have somewhere where they could? Is, is that an option in the draft? You know, drafting one of these bigger guys and moving him into the slot. Drafting a wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, but specifically a, specifically a bigger slot receiver. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all on the table. I, I, I think that, you know, they are still trying to figure out all these roles. I mean, they have all these young players, you know, wh- whether or not Beasley comes back, that opens up another role. And I think, you know, how they fill those roles and the types of players that they fill those roles with... You know, I think that that might be up for a little bit more debate than it has been in the past because you've got a new offensive coordinator. You've you know you've got a, a young team with talent, so I think they will try to do their best to put the players that they have on the roster in the best position to win, and then kind of look around and see what else they still need. Uh, and and you know, I I'm of the belief that that I that you can have a good slot player who's larger and I think that's possible and it's it sometimes it's a different type of player than what we've been used to playing in the slot as you know as a regular slot receiver but I think that that is there is value there and I think that especially in a world where none of these tight ends are Jason Witten yet I mean they're besides the fact that they play a different kind of game than he does I, I they're not also the reliable option route types that you know that you know is just is going to find a way to get open every single time. So I, I think that they they can find players to mix and match in a couple of different roles just to, to, just to kind of f- figure out ways to exploit the the rest of the players in their team. And then where where are those holes left? Okay, we got Cooper on the outside. We we still need somebody to work the middle sh- short middle of the field. Who's that going to be? Mm-hmm. Okay, now okay. we can get a guy that w- we could be a tight end. It could be a a slot receiver. They need to find out where the the open zones are being left on the field when they when they deploy their players, and then find players who can operate in those open zones. And and that's really more the important. Uh, you know, kind of role to fill rather than thinking of it as does it need to be a slot receiver or does it need to be a tight end? I, I think they need to find players who are adept at attacking the areas of the field uh, that complement the rest of the players on their team. As much as I like the idea of getting a bigger slot receiver, because we're starting to see it across the league with Juju Smith-Schuster and Jarvis Landry and even Michael Thomas to a, a degree, I still think a player like Cole Beasley makes the most sense in this offense, especially with Prescott, who likes to see his receivers open. Uh, and, and they just don't have a dynamic tight end. I think they need to get somebody that can create quicker separation rather than a, you know, a guy that go up and rebound passes. Um, this next question comes from Bradley, and it's one of my favorites. Uh, his question is Tyler Eifert with a question mark. Uh, do we do we think the Cowboys are going to sign or at least be interested in Tyler Eifert? Uh, well, to be clear, it doesn't say Tyler Eifert question mark. It says Tyler Eifert W. What? I'm assuming that's <laughs> supposed to be a question mark. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's all the way on the other side of the QWERTY keyboard from the question mark. So I don't know how you thought that. But I'm going to go ahead and agree with you that Bradley was asking a question here. Uh, and, and if he wasn't, I, I like the assertion. That he's just, you know, he's not questioning. He's telling us Tyler Eifert W as in it's a win to get Tyler Eifert. Uh, I, I I like it. I mean, I think it, it fits a lot of... What? How we like to operate? How? How? In a free agency? How? 
look, this is a great this is this is a great fit because it's a high upside guy. This is a guy that if he's healthy and he's playing at, at his level that we know he can play, he's de- a definite improvement on what you've got. I mean, he's sure. at, at times when when this guy is healthy and I, I don't know if now this is what I don't know. I, I don't know if he has all these injuries eventually added up and is has he lost so much that he's not that guy anymore? This is what I think it's difficult to parse, but if if he still has a lot of that spark that he had, I mean, this is a top ten pick, you know. Like this was a this is a guy who was drafted above Zach Ertz, you know, as a tight end, and so uh, yeah, there's lots of potential for Tyler Eifert. His injury, his issue has always only been injuries. Um, so I, I I love the idea of you know taking a flyer out and see see what it does, see see what he does, and if he gets hurt. You know, obviously, that's not great, but but you can figure out ways to you know work the contract to kind of protect yourself there. Uh, you know, I and I'm not no offense to Cincinnati, but uh, you know it, a lot of it could be that the Cowboys have a better medical staff than Cincinnati does, so maybe that provides him more opportunity to play and, and better professionals to work with there to kind of get him on the field. So I like the idea. I, yeah, I'm for it just because, I, again, it's one of those rare situations where it's a, it's probably a low-cost investment, or it should be a low-cost investment, and the uh, potential to you know get a high upside there, a guy that's better than, you know, an improvement on the, on the two guys you have, which is, that's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm struggling with, with this tight end class is that how much am I going to have to pay for a guy that I'm not even sure is going to be better than, uh, you know, uh, or good enough that I want to take away snaps from Schultz and, and Jarwin who are ascending players, you know? So Eifert is one of those guys who, who might be the rare player who it ha- brings a skill set that, that they don't have, would probably be willing because of his health issues to work in a rotation, which I think is a big part of this. Because again, I do want Jarwin, I do want Schultz to get snaps because I want them to get better, and I think they are getting better. Uh, I think it's just kind of a perfect fit if he's willing to, you know, sign a contract here. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this on a podcast. Actually, it was on February sixth because I went back and looked. Oh, um, why'd you go back? I, I like it when you go you go back and look because that means there's a reason. And what's the reason? <laughs> The reason is I've heard the Cowboys are doing a lot of work on Tyler Interesting. to the point to where some of the other Notre Dame players on the roster are starting to actively recruit him, uh, such as Zach Martin and Tyler Eifert. Zach Martin, who happens to be it's, one of Tyler Eifert's best friends. Aren't they, aren't they brother-in-laws? Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think, they're I, think I think I think I could be wrong, but I kind of think Zach Martin is married to Tyler Eifert's sister. I think that's what or, it is. Or, or maybe Tyler is married to Zach's sister. Something like that. I, I feel like that there's a marriage connection there, if I'm not mistaken, that they're brother-in-laws. I do re- I do remember the picture of Zach Martin at one of the weddings just trashed and sweat. Trashed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Um, I think the Cowboys are going to sign Tyler Eifert. Hmm. Uh, I, think, I think this makes a lot of sense. It's a pretty low-risk signing. I think they saw last year that they want to be a little bit more dynamic. Uh, they know that Eifert's injury history is not great, uh, but I think this is a a pretty low risk move. So I I, I fully expect uh, the Cowboys to, to put in an offer for Tyler Eifert this offseason. Real, real quick, real quick, now, real quick. Yeah, it is Eifert, Eifert Tyler Eifert Tyler Eifert's sister married Zach Martin. There we so go. They are brothers-in-law. Awesome. 
I want to talk about another Bengals player for a second. Now, this isn't a question. Actually, it is a question. Somebody just sent it to us. Um, there was a report that came out when we were recording this podcast that the Bengals are set to trade John Ross, and they're looking to, to trade him during the NFL Combine. Would mm. that be a player that you're interested in making a move for, considering he has a lot of speed, injuries have been a problem, but you know he just hasn't found the right situation for him? Is, could John Ross be the missing piece on the Cowboys' offense? Well, John Ross, uh, I mean, just to kind of go back, I mean, he – Play has played. He's been in the league two years. He came in in the 2017 draft, right? He's played mm-hmm. 16 games in two years, so he's had you know injury issues to be sure. Uh, I think you know when he came out of college, he he was special type of speed player. You know, I mean he's he's one of those diminutive Z receiver types. He's you know under six feet, probably under 200 pounds, but I mean. Electric, but he's not speed. little like Beasley, though. He's not. He's not a five. No, 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 guy. He's no, a guy that can no, play no. on the outside. No, no, he's no. no he's, made that clear. He's, you're right. He's definitely not. I, I didn't mean to imply that. Yeah, he's definitely a, 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 an outside wide receiver. Like he, he's not someone who has to exclusively operate in in the slot, right? Um, you know, I mean, he's a guy who I think probably got overdrafted to a certain. Well, I mean, yeah, I, he definitely got overdrafted. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, but again. When you look at a guy like this, all you can do is look at that four two two speed. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. he ran a four two two in the combine, and um, and that's why he he went you know top ten in in twenty seventeen. You know, can he? This is a guy who has had injury issues going back into through college, so. This you know again this there's a lot to evaluate here. How much of it? How what's the deal with the Cincinnati medical staff? Are they competent? Is there could there is there an issue no. here? Like is that part is, of the problem? Is there anything competent about the Bengals? Anything? I, 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 I heard Cincinnati's got nice chili. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess these are all things you have to weigh. And, and and here's the other part of the question: is is what are they willing to give up for John Ross? Because how about how about a first round pick swap? Would you trade Taco for John Ross? Yeah, I think. It, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah, I think I would. I, I, I mean, would they? I, I guess maybe because the, the contract is. I mean, I don't know what their cap situation is, but I, I imagine that a, a ninth overall pick is probably pretty expensive right now. Um, yeah, and it's it's probably one of those things where. You know, they realize that it's probably just not going to work out here for Ross. The expectations were too high. We've seen this happen all the time with receivers. They they leave one spot where they drafted that, and all of a sudden they get significantly better on their second team. It would not surprise me if John Ross turned into a competent player somewhere outside of Cincinnati. Look, I mean, he has incredible speed. He he has, I mean, he played incredible his senior year in at Washington. I think he had over a thousand yards receiving, and I don't know a, a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, so it, this is not like. Do you know how many touchdowns he had this year? Do you know how many, guess how many he had this year? I don't know how many he had. Seven. So it's not like he, he was had seven touchdowns this year. Yeah, on twenty catches. Wow. <laughs> Good lord. 
Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we know he's talented. We've seen in the NFL. We've seen him be good. It's for me. It's not so much his ability. It's his, his injury, and that's why you're getting him so cheap. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the question is if you if you're trading for that. You're taking on a large contract. I mean, I don't know what his deal is, but I mean, I'll it, look it up. It's got to be expensive. I'll look, that. Uh, look it up real quick. But uh, you know that that's ultimately, and that's not so much of a deal for the Cowboys. I mean, you know, we did hear that this morning that it looks like Stephen Jones is ready to resign everybody on the team. Uh, but I, I I can't imagine that. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine that he's going to come cheap because, like I said, he's a top ten pick, and he was he's only two years ago. So he, this year and and, uh, and next year got to be pricey. Here's his cap numbers for the next two seasons: four point six million, five point four million, and that does include the fifth year option. So that's cheaper than Alan Hearns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd do that. I mean, I, I think I would uh, just to take take the chance. I mean, look, Taco is it's just not working out. I mean, uh, and so like if, if you could get anything for him, then maybe that's great. But I I don't know if they'd go for that. I mean, if they go for that, then I I think I'd probably do it. But I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that they would. I'm not sure they would either, but I would at least offer it. See what see what Cincinnati wants for John Ross. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty set at receiver now with A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, uh, and they've got some other guys they like there in the slot. So would they take a chance on a – I mean, the, the thing is, Taco kind of fits what they want in their defensive ends. He's these bi- big, athletic, a lot of toolsy kind of guy. Wouldn't be surprising if they, they like Taco quite a bit coming out of the draft. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you guys next time. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.